0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. A special shout-out to my close friend, Yoshiko Dart. And, Yoshiko, I know you're saying hi to me. And today, I have not only a special guest, but a friend. Someone I think so highly of that I've known so long. uh, Just a dynamo in all ways. She is a civil rights leader right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She believes in justice for all a very long-time friend of mine, all the way back to 1980. Please welcome the President and CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western PA, Doris Carson Williams. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Well, it is a pleasure to have you here, Doris. And you know, you've been a longtime resident of the Pittsburgh community, which means you too were celebrating the Pirates opener Absolutely. with that lock off home run by Neil Walker yesterday. Absolutely. Yes, but how about if you share with our listeners, in your opinion, why people
3: are attracted to Pittsburgh and stay here? I am a, what they call a boomerang. In other words, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, moved away, was gone, lived in New England, New York for ten years, and moved back. And the attraction is the people. The, the, the demeanor of the people are such that they're friendly, they will say good morning. They will give you directions. They will help you find your way. There are many issues, like most major cities that we have, but it's that whole culture and the diversity of the neighborhoods and people that I think are our strongest attraction and what makes people want to live here. Aside from the lower cost of living, low cost of housing, things like that, Joyce.
2: I agree with you because I always say if you come to Pittsburgh you will see people in the giant eagle yes. having this non-stop conversation Absolutely. and you're going to assume, "Oh, they must know each other and now they just met." They're at the cashier, they're somewhere. Uh but that's how it is in Pittsburgh, just as you said. People are friendly. I remember when this one executive moved here to Pittsburgh. He was from Philadelphia and said, "Oh my goodness, I got on the elevator, people were talking on the elevator." In Pittsburgh people talk on the elevator There's and on people... the and on the bus.
3: Yes, people right. say good morning. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And smile. Yes. And you know what? This morning I also talked to an executive that he just moved here from Boston and he said how shocked he was when he came and moved here to Pittsburgh for a position and saw how beautiful the city is because in his mind too many minds, they're still thinking steel mill, steel town, and we and are not that. And
3: overalls.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, and mm-hmm. we are not that. No. So, since you have been here for a while, uh, Doris, I wanted you to talk a little bit about the early history right here in Pittsburgh of the African American community and how you believe that has had an impact on our region.
3: Well, you know, growing up here, I can recall, and uh, my mother used to remind me of this story, African Americans didn't have to reach out and wonder who the professionals were that they could look up to because they all lived in the same neighborhoods. So you had judges, you had doctors and lawyers all living in the same neighborhoods or close to each other. Obviously, with the introduction of integration and people moving to the suburbs, the African-American community became more diverse, less diverse. People moved into different neighborhoods, but the culture of African-Americans and its community remained intact. We're known as a jazz city. Mm-hmm. Jazz culture actually started here in Pittsburgh, in the Hill District, and in Manchester. So mm-hmm. there's a rich history of not only music, education, um, publications with Robert L. Van and the New Pittsburgh Courier. I could go on about the number of different venues that African Americans have impacted, and it makes it nice because, as I said, for small businesses, When an entertainer or anyone came to town, they could go up into the Hill District, they'd get their suit pressed, walk five doors down, get their shoes shined, and then go and perform wherever they had to go. But you would see the businesses all interacting with each other. Yeah, that's
2: right. And you would be, just as Doris said, she is not kidding when she tells you the jazz component that started right here in the Hill District and how so many of these people became such well-known people. Can right. I tell a little story,
3: Joyce, about yes. when I was a little girl, my father and mother taking my brother and I to the Crawford Grill. And we were, we were so young, our feet would dangle in the booth. At Christmas time, we would get to go down there for brunch and sit in a booth, and there would be Earl Garner playing, or Earl Grant, or Ahma Jamal, who was actually from Pittsburgh. But it just had such a rich history of music and entertainment. Yeah, I mean, there's an example right
2: there. Um, wow, when you think about that, even as a little girl seeing that. Sure. I mean, that is awesome, and there are so many things about Pittsburgh, so many things uh, in sports, you know, so many great African-American players. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it is just unbelievable how much has been done. Well, I wanted you to also give us a little history of the African-American Chamber of Commerce, which is the group that you're the CEO
3: of. Well, Joyce, as you know, I left corporate America to do this and had never really worked in in a nonprofit environment before. And my philosophy was to run it like a business, But more importantly, given the rich history that I've talked about and the diversity of the neighborhoods, it became important for me that the African-American Chamber have a mission of providing access and opportunity for African-American business owners, but to make sure that all small business owners got included. So if I look today from the day that the office was opened in 1998 to today, We have a very diverse membership, 78% is African American, the rest are white, Hispanic, Latino, and Indian, because my philosophy is small business owners work for green money, they hire from their neighborhoods, and it helps to build our region. That's how we can become strong, that's how we can grow, and you have to have an environment where small business owners understand the value of being part of an organized body, and that's what our chamber does. Now, when you first started, how large was it, right, at the very beginning? (laughs) When I first started, Joyce, they had 28 paid members, and they really didn't have enough money to pay my salary for a quarter. So I had to hit the ground running, and I did things like you would expect. I just pulled out, at that time, my Rolodex of all my friends that I knew were small business owners or were had an entrepreneurial spirit and asked them to at least consider joining. Daria Chisholm, who was a well-known anchor on uh, one of the television affiliates, agreed to do a public service announcement, and that got the ball rolling. She talked about the history of black businesses in western Pennsylvania, what it meant, and why small business owners should become engaged with the African-American Chamber. Um, and thanks to the support of the corporate community with Tom Usher and Richard Simmons leading the way. I can honestly say the rest is history because they helped to engage the corporations not only to support us from an operational standpoint, but to open up their procurement department so that our members could understand what the requirements are to do business with major corporations. It has had an impact. Our members were part of the building of PNC Park, part of the building of Heinz Field. And one of our members, uh, who was the former chairman actually that recruited me, Bob Agbade was one of the partners to do the new uh, expansion for the convention center. So we have seen growth. We could see a lot more. We could see a lot more engagement, but it's off to a very good start, and this has been since 1998. We'd like to have more of an impact, and it's through people like you, Joyce, who are also sensitive, supporting people with um, disabilities. Minorities fall in that category in many ways. They haven't had the access and opportunity they are looking for ways to get in the door, and what we do is provide the access and then help to strengthen their business acumen so they can conduct business.
2: Well, I'm going to talk about that more, but, Doris, you, you have just been wonderful to all of us. I want to say one thing here. Doris took that corporate experience she had, and she's, I'm telling you, she does run it like a business, so professional. Very business-oriented, and that is one of the reasons I feel this has been so successful. So this is not someone, and again, no offense intended to anyone from uh, not-for-profit worlds because some are so successful, no. but having a business person, wow, I mean, as I said, very, very professional, very powerful. Uh, many people at the CEO level that I know have been involved or are involved. So, you know what? I'm going to be saying this throughout the show, but you're missing out. If you're in Pittsburgh, and you all know, every so often I have a Pittsburgher on here because um, I-, I love Pittsburgh. You know, I'm sure. from Pittsburgh. So, although we've had everyone from... Uh, Senators to Valerie Jarrett to NFL stars, Pittsburgh is where I'm from. So, Pittsburghers, business people, you really need to look at this organization, and I'm going to be telling you throughout the show why you should be a member. But right now, we're going to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we are talking to Doris Carson-Williams, President and CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Doris.
4: News. News. Opinions. Opinions. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
5: From the vehicles we drive to life-saving medical devices, high-performance materials from Bayer Material Science contribute to the creation of products that positively affect our lives every day. Bayer has long believed in the competitive talent that people with disabilities contribute to the workplace, to our workplace. Such a diverse workforce is essential to helping us fulfill our mission. Bayer, science for a better life. For more information, please visit materialscience.bayer.com. At
6: Highmark, we believe in the power of difference, of making a difference, of embracing difference, of bringing differences together to create a stronger, more vibrant workforce. It's at the heart of who we are, and it earned us recognition as one of the top 50 employers by Careers and the Disabled magazine. We promise to continue celebrating diverse individuals because inclusion benefits all of us and makes our company and our communities a better place. To find out more, visit Highmark.com.
1: and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated. Providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
4: Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment,
1: call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Doris Carson Williams, CEO of the African-American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania. And let me tell you, this group has accolades. Doris, I thought you could maybe talk
3: for a moment to our listeners about the rankings. The uh, African-American Chamber, you know, all, all cities and regions, their chambers of commerce are ranked based on the membership. I am pleased to tell you and your listeners that we are the 10th largest chamber in western Pennsylvania.
4: And wow. we're, probably,
3: we're probably the largest minority chamber, uh, second largest, I'm sorry, in the country because we're full service. We offer all the benefits of a a major chamber of commerce, everything from health insurance to life insurance. Whatever business tools they need, they can get them through our chamber. Um, But we also do things to strengthen a small business owner's acumen, and that's the focus of what we do best. We work to make sure that small business owners know how to deal in corporate America. And, you know, that is so important because a lot of people
2: don't realize this. How, But where are the majority of jobs in the United States? Small businesses. That's, That's right. where the majority, 80% of the jobs are with small businesses. So that is so awesome, Doris, what you're doing. And I think we have a caller on the line right now. Um, Sarah, are you on the line? I am. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I am doing well. Okay, this is Sarah Oliver Carter, oh. Vice President of Diversity at one of our sponsors. Hi, Mark.
0: Hi. I'm, I'm so Sarah. excited to be on the show. Hi, Doris. How are you? Good. Good. I was just calling just to make a comment and, and to thank Doris and the African American Chamber of Commerce for being a leader um, in the inclusion of hiring people with disabilities. Um, I've worked very closely with Doris in the past and uh, she is a role model and I admire her for oh, everything that you. she does for people with disabilities.
3: And, and a lot of it came, Sarah, through the exposure, exposure with Joyce. Joyce, I remember when Joyce became ill. She and I were friends that long ago. But Joyce has made it her mission to make sure that people with disabilities are hired. It is just amazing to watch her in action. And we've included them in our breakfast meetings that we have on a monthly basis. We do everything we can to make sure that people understand the importance of supporting people with disabilities because it's you and I. It could be any of us. And it could be you or I tomorrow, but it's important that people are given a fair opportunity.
0: Absolutely. And, and I know Joyce is the, the voice, but I also think that, uh, you know, you're the leader in the space. So thank you, both of you, for ensuring that people with disabilities have an opportunity in the workplace. It is critical. We do know that. And it's good for business.
2: And, well, and Sarah, you. not to mention, not only is Highmark a sponsor of this show, but what Highmark has done employing people with disabilities is just unparalleled. It's unbelievable. Uh, yes, and I know you're listening to this show across the country. I was just mentioning to Doris, Sarah, that uh, this is the 12th year I've been on the air. So let me just say to every business listening, Highmark is your role model. To every person with disability, this company cares about you, and they do something more important than any one thing, they hire people. Sarah, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Sarah. Have a good day.
3: All right.
7: Bye-bye.
2: And as you know, Doris, Highmark, talk about walking the talk. I mean, they really, you know when you go to Highmark, you're going to see
3: someone with a disability just going in the building. And it's like seeing any employee. You don't even think of it as, you know, is as, as, as someone different than I am? No, you don't even focus on that. You don't even think about that because it's just another employee. And the work performance of people with disabilities is something, Joyce, that you always should feature because they come to work all the time. You don't have to wonder are they going to call off. They're there in the office. They give a good day's work. They're glad to be there, and they look for opportunities for them to advance. Yes. Uh, we have that message. You'll be at work early
2: every day with a smile on your face. And, well, you know Jamie. Oh, that's uh, a do- wonderful story.
3: Yeah, Jamie's Jamie. was one of the best stories.
2: Yes, Jamie was, is very significantly disabled, and you won't believe it. I just told this story last night on Rob Pratt's show on KDKA, but that's because it's such a powerful story. It actually was told all the way to the White House by Valerie Jarrett after she met him. Jamie, when I met him, had on his resume, he would accept $10,000 a year because of his disability. Oh, my. And the fir- yeah, and the first thing I said was, Jamie, I don't know who told you to put that on, but take that off your resume and guess what his academic background master's degree oh i know master's degree from Pitt. but hey he'll accept ten thousand dollars a year and by the way african americans with disabilities have the highest unemployment i refer to that as double jeopardy Mm -hmm. but this young man who is now Uh, A senior software developer at Highmark in the computer area several years ago went to the uh, doctor, and while he was there, his wheelchair breaks. But he doesn't want to miss work. So what's he do? (laughs) Gets an ambulance to take him back on a stretcher to Highmark. I remember that. Now, fortunately, they got the wheelchair fixed there, but I ask you, how many people would do that?
3: Because it's the commitment that they make. And for, the, for many, it's their first opportunity at having meaningful employment. And, 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 and that's and what And you, they you want. know
2: what that would be like, Doris, for so many people
3: Sure, in your community. And that's why it's important that people in all communities, in particular in the African-American community, people with disabilities, they deserve an opportunity as well. It's about everyone having an opportunity to start. Joyce, I remember your bringing in, uh, one of the former cabinet members who talked about hiring people with disabilities. I believe she was disabled. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. And it was just such Griffin. a powerful Chris, Chris presentation. Yes. yes, Chris Griffith. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I, we I need mean... more of that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we do. We need more of that is right. But I'm going to tell you, I want to just mention something here. The only chamber in Pittsburgh that had me speak is the African-American Chamber of Commerce. I tell that story to everyone because I guess, as you can tell, it had such an impact on me. I will never forget that, Doris. I will never forget
3: that. Well, we had such a good time with you because it was like I'm, I'm bringing my old friend in to talk to you, but more importantly, what a powerful message it was that you had to tell. And people listened. People got the message. And since then, Joyce, as you know, you come whenever you want, and people are like, Joyce is here. We're glad to see her and talk about what she's doing. So um, just keep it going, Joyce. You do such a wonderful job at making sure that people understand the significance of hiring people with disabilities. We can never say enough about that.
2: Yeah, I agree. We can never say enough. Yeah, and, and you have helped me do it, Doris. But right now, I think we have a caller on the line. Do we have a caller on the line? Yes, you
7: do. Go ahead, caller. Hi, this is Judy Painter. How are you doing, I
2: was going to say, I I recognize that voice. Yes, yes.
7: I'm I'm now calling from cell phones because I officially retired yesterday.
2: I know you did. That's what makes me so mad. Judy Painter, the uh, former CEO of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA.
3: I didn't hear what she said.
7: Hi, Judy. Hi, uh, Doris. Believe it or not, I retired.
3: And um,
7: I uh, saw that you were going to be on today, and I thought, you know, two such fabulous women, and both from Pittsburgh, we're so lucky to have both of you. Oh, thank you. You you both do such wonderful work.
3: Well, we try and continue on in the footsteps of those that have moved before us. And there are many people that make contributions, and no one ever remembers to tell them thank you. And what, part of what I always look forward to with Joyce is the ability to be able to say thank you, because it means so much that people understand how much it's appreciated what they do. Right, and everything that you've done also is appreciated. You both are
7: uh, outstanding leaders and outstanding women in the Pittsburgh community, and we're both, we're also very lucky to have you here with us. Like the work you. you've been doing with your chamber and the work that Joyce has done for all people with disabilities is, is just amazing. It's and, amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, on, I'm honored to know both of you. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, so. And Judy, enjoy
3: the good life now. Is that what we should say? Oh, we, to say we don't to want work? her to
2: enjoy the good life. I don't want her <laughs> to leave Pittsburgh. I don't want her to go. Judy Painter, you better keep in touch with us. You I know mean I will. It. I yes, follow you on Facebook, Joyce. Okay, well, you have to do more than follow me on Facebook. Well, I want to keep around. in touch with you, and I'm not going to let you go. I hope you know
3: that. I won't let you go. What a, you may well, be well, going well. to
2: Florida, but I won't let you go.
3: Oh, okay. What a wonderful job, uh, Joyce, and I'll say this to Judy, too, as she moves into her new role in retirement, that she did in building the Epilepsy Foundation's annual Mardi Gras event. Mm. Oh, you you can't afford to miss it. It's absolutely no, okay. incredible. We,
7: we missed you this year, Doris. Oh, you, uh, I miss
3: being there. But you're usually there all the time. Well, I have a time wonderful time. opportunity now serving on the Federal Reserve Bank Board for uh, Cleveland, you know, the Pittsburgh ah, branch. And we had a big great. meeting, and so uh-huh. that's why I wasn't able to be there, but... What an incredible event that is. And that's all Judy.
2: That is all all Judy. That's all Judy. And that Mardi Gras, just as Doris said, you know, here I am, a woman living with epilepsy, and when I go to that, I am just so proud of the Epilepsy Foundation right here. Absolutely. hands down, there is no way to describe it other than, Fantastic, fabulous, unbelievable. It is just the best, just as you are, Judy.
7: Well, you are, Joyce. And Joyce, uh, I've been very lucky. Joyce was uh, very instrumental in getting uh, David and Cindy Shapira to be our honorees. Wasn't that nice? uh, It's life-saving, and it's the most money that we've ever made on on, on that event. Oh,
3: wonderful. I'm glad to hear that.
7: And um, you know, it, it it just uh took it up a little bit higher and um and the room wasn't as packed as it normally is, so um I think everyone had a good time and everything. Um but yeah, you know, this isn't about me I've heard it's about wonderful
3: you. things about it. Well, I'm glad
7: and but this is about you Doris and and, and Joyce and all the good work that you do and, and uh just keep it up and uh, I I know that you will. You both have more energy than anyone I know. <laughs> I don't know what you would do if the two of you got together.
3: Oh uh, listen, no. at one time we did. Yeah. Uh, well <laughs> yes. we'd burn it down.
2: Yeah. Burn it down. That's mm-hmm. what would happen.
7: We're on fire. <laughs> don't you know that? We're on fire, Judy. Yeah. I know you are. You could probably uh energize the whole city of Pittsburgh. We'd try. You well, th- do, I mean, Judy, up your well, thank you so much for
3: all the you do. Wait, Judy, I you.
2: love you, and thank you for calling in. Have a wonderful,
3: yes. wonderful retirement. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. I'm looking forward to my grandchildren.
7: Oh, good, good. Right. Take care, guys. All right.
2: All righty. She is the best. She's oh, she the is the best. She is wonderful. But that so right now, folks, we've simple. got
7: to go to break.
2: Wow, is this going fast? This is going too fast. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Doris Carson Williams. Don't go away.
4: News. News, opinion. News opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
5: From the vehicles we drive to life-saving medical devices, high-performance materials from Bayer Material Science contribute to the creation of products that positively affect our lives every day. Bayer has long believed in the competitive talent that people with disabilities contribute to the workplace to our workplace. Such a diverse workforce is essential to helping us fulfill our mission. Bayer, science for a better life. For more information, please visit materialscience.bayer.com.
4: Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes.
1: And www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated. Providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom, and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com
6: At Highmark, we believe in the power of difference, of making a difference, of embracing difference, of bringing differences together to create a stronger, more vibrant workforce. It's at the heart of who we are And it earned us recognition as one of the top 50 employers by Careers and the Disabled magazine. We promise to continue celebrating diverse individuals because inclusion benefits all of us and makes our company and our communities a better place. To find out more, visit Highmark.com.
4: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
2: Hey, welcome back. And our guest today is Doris Carson Williams, CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce in Western Pennsylvania. And I know we have a caller on the line. Joan, are you on the line? I certainly am. Good afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And before you talk to Doris, there's something I have to talk about. You know, last night Joan and Doris, I was on Rob Pratt's show, and one of the first questions he asked me is, he said, "I'll bet you were happy." With that opening day win by the Pirates, and Joan, I know you know how obsessed I am with the Pirates, and I said, I love the Pirates, I love them, love them, and I love PNC Park. I do, too. Just voted, just voted a couple weeks ago, number one ballpark in the United States, and I'm proud to tell you the person on the line, Joan Stein worked on that.
8: Joan, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Sure. Thank you, Joyce. Well, not only I was I was obviously very very thrilled with the win yesterday and very thrilled with the vote, but um the other uh, the other acknowledgement the PNC Park has gotten several times over the over the past uh let me see, 2001 was opening season, so over the past 13 years, is that it's been voted the most accessible ballpark in the country to people with disabilities. Wonderful. And I was very honored to um, be a part of the design team. Um, and we were hired by, my company, Accessibility Development Associates, ADA Incorporated. We were hired by the pirates to... Ensure that not only the architects and and contractors designed and built it correctly, but I also went so far as to participate in all the training programs for all the all the staff that work um, at PNC. Uh, from I remember behind that. the scene, yeah, behind the scenes customer service. So I think there are a couple there, there are a couple things that that stand out very very much from those years and continue through these years with the Pirates organization and the venue itself. First of all, when you go into PNC Park, you can't tell where the accessible seats are. Because they're everywhere.
3: They're everywhere.
8: You know, there's no flashing blue wheelchair logo or, you know, it doesn't look institutionalized or anything. And and I remember a number of years ago um, when the design team was getting ready to work on the St. Louis ballpark. um, The gentleman who had worked for the Pirates was working in St. Louis, and he said to them, you need to go to Pittsburgh and have John Stein walk you to PNC Park.
3: Oh, and the first what thing a compliment! Said,
8: yeah, the first thing they said to me is, "Where are the accessible seats?" And I said, "They're everywhere." And and Joyce knows the story. We we have we have accessible PNC Park has accessible seats in what's called the danger zone, which is thirty yards from, uh, thirty feet, thirty feet from first base and thirty feet from third base. And the Pirates said to me, "Well, John, can we let people with disabilities sit there?" And I said, "Of course you can. Sure. It's called right to risk." So, you know, we started out with a venue that was completely accessible whether you were a guest or whether you were an employee. And the second thing is the whole idea and the whole methodology of treating everybody with respect. And I can't tell you how for a number of years after PNC Park first opened up, I would get letters and I would get phone calls from people saying, it was so wonderful. They were nice to me. Now, yes. that kind of broke my heart because it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to think that, you have to draw attention when somebody is respectful or nice to you but unfortunately very often people with disabilities are are just ignored so the whole aspect of treating everybody with respect and welcoming everybody was was you know it, it just blended through the whole atmosphere and i think the other thing that people may not know or may not recognize or not but the on the scoreboard the ADA requires closed captioning on the scoreboard, which means that whatever is said um, during the live broadcast or in the ballpark, you know, uh, that that everybody in the ballpark is hearing, they are to put on the caption board. Well, two things. One, the Pirates don't do closed captioning. They do open captioning, which means everything that's said is done up on the scoreboard, and it's done in twice the size. And what I hear from people and have heard for years is, you know what, when it gets really noisy there and I can't hear what's going on, I just look at the scoreboard. Sure. So something that was built in.
2: Well, it is so phenomenal. It really is. is. And Joan, I know
8: you wanted to call in to talk to Doris. Oh, yes. Uh, You know, you get me talking about the pirates in PNC Park, and I could take over the show. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. That's okay. But Doris, you're just—I I love following the stuff that you're doing, and I think one of the one of the things that that may get us back. Into we were saying before be, while during the break that we haven't seen or talked to each other in a long time, and I think one of the one of the options or one of the opportunities we'll have is now with the implementation of Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act, where companies like are you know now going to be required to include people with disabilities and veterans with disabilities in their. Um, in their federal contractor requirements and, and having the Office of Federal Compliance reviewing them, it makes us yet again another kindred spirit. Sure. Where you know they they've been used to whether they do it effectively or not, I don't know, but they've been used to um, including um, people of color and and women and other minorities. Um, uh, to in part as part of their affirmative action, but now they they have to they have to pull back that veil again or pull back the curtain for the Wizard of Oz. I know. I think look it's, at an it's an opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So and not think, only
2: that, I just want to say, it's when I spoke at the African American Chamber of Commerce that I said, now I talked to doors about what can I do for the members. Here's what I can do. I can hire your sons and daughters. I can hire Mm -hmm. your niece and nephews because disability does not discriminate. No matter what color you are, no matter what sex you are, you can have a disability. And that is strike zone, Doris, with the African
8: American Chamber. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's another it's another bond of
3: commonality. And I so, hope Joyce that you got good feedback from the members that were present about their family members that had disabilities. Oh,
2: yes. After that meeting when I spoke there, I just could not believe how many people came up to me afterwards. I mean, it was just uh, and have continued to keep in touch with me
8: Good. so
2: i, I mean That's excellent yeah this is a great thing for everyone but joan i so appreciate you calling Absolutely. in and i just want to mention to all of you listening to the show if you're looking for someone that can help you in the area of training in light of section 503 it's joan stein just get in touch with me jay bender at dot and i'll make sure i get joan in touch with you Thank you so much, Joan.
8: Thank you, Joyce. Thank good to you, talk Doris. to you, Joan. Good to talk to you both. Take care. All right. Bye bye.
3: So many great people we have in Pittsburgh. You know that, Doris. Well, that's what I was just getting ready to say, Joyce. It's this is what I'm talking about about Pittsburgh. You don't have to see each other, but you call upon each other when you need support, and people show up. Yeah. People just show up and, and, and that's what you always want to have in line. And that's what we did when, and I'm, I'm being a little self-serving saying this, but when we had the G20 and President Obama came with his delegation, it was such an outpouring of volunteers. People just wanted to be a part of it. They just wanted to, to make sure that everything went well. And, Thanks to the Allegheny Conference, who actually was doing a lot of the legwork for the G20, John Thurman and I had the opportunity to be the co-chairs. And what a marvelous opportunity it was for me, Joyce. I mean, I can't say enough about it. People came from everywhere, and people gave their time and talents to make sure that Pittsburgh shined. Wow.
2: I'll tell you what a great thing that was for this city. It was perfect. I mean, that is like a worldwide, you know, just feather in Pittsburgh's cap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Doris, I know you were really involved. And, really, that says something about the credibility of the African-American Chamber of Commerce. And before we go any further... Doris, how would someone uh a business listening to the show today? And by the way, Doris, you can download this and put this on your website uh and download it from iTunes so that people can continue to hear about how great oh, okay. the chamber is. But my question is, if a business is listening to the show today, how would they join? What would they do?
3: They can they can do it one of two ways. You can go on our website www at aaccwp.com, African American Chamber of Commerce, Western Pennsylvania.com. Just go on our website or email us at information at aaccwp.com. There's applications online, it gives you all of the information about us. We're big off on photographs, and there's pictures of many of the people that have participated with us, including Joyce Bender, um, and it tells our story. It tells our story about diversity, about advancing business, and about continuously providing access and opportunity for African-American business owners and professionals throughout the region. That's what's going to make our region great, Joyce, as you well know. We need more entrepreneurs and small business owners. And hiring people with disabilities is the icing on the cake. Yes. And I just want to say again, for business
2: people, small businesses, large businesses, you're missing out on meeting great people, great talent pool, if you aren't at the African-American Chamber of Commerce. Because the African-American Chamber of Commerce, you're also going to meet, just as Doris said,
4: Everybody. small
3: businesses, entrepreneurs that could help you. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I guess we pride ourselves in. You come to our events, and it's, it's really colorblind. Because yes. we practice and, and put diversity in front. So it's all about who we are and who is part of our chamber. That's what we take pride in. And people just continue to come. We had a a member pay us probably one of the highest compliments. She said she had missed the last few meetings, but she wanted to come because as busy as she is right now, she owes it to having met people at our members' mixers. With the African American Chamber. And that made me feel good, Joyce, because it said that our work is not in vain. She took it serious. But when people come back and say thank you, uh, that's more than anyone can do.
2: And I also was at Doris's holiday uh, event. Oh, you sure were. And just as you said, the minute I walked in, it was amazing how many people you know, business people fun, exciting, this is why I've got to stress to you, you know, everyone's looking for a small business that can uh, work, with, that you may need, uh, if you're a large business or a corporation, you're going to meet those people there, but if you're a large corporation, and you are a member of the African American Chamber of Commerce, and you're involved, you know what that would say to me? that would say you've got it going on, that you understand diversity. Because as Doris said, people with disabilities, all colors, all sex, doesn't matter, and she has included us. Doris Carson Williams has included us. And that is why I say Join the African-American Chamber of Commerce.
3: Well, at the end of the day, Joyce, and I just have to say this, nobody's going to ask you where you went to school and how many degrees you earned, but they're going to ask you how many times were you able to put out your hand and help somebody? How many times were you able to impact someone's life to make a difference? And I think that's, that's really the, the goal of every individual that's out there trying to help you have to you have to impart your skills and be willing to share with other people and and it goes a long way yeah
2: that's right. I agree with you um, and doris um, i wow, this show's going fast. I must ask you these last two questions, and the one is I was thinking about you and how much you've done, how much you've accomplished, going all the way back to when I first met you, when you were in corporate America. Right. I'll bet everyone would be surprised to know that she too knows IT. That was I one of think, the things I was surprised. Surprise, and that's how I met you. If you think she does it. Mm-hmm. but um, Doris, you've accomplished so much. What would you consider your greatest accomplishment?
3: My greatest accomplishment has been helping to raise our son to be the man that he is, and he's such a wonderful young man. James is uh, grown and out of college. He, I'm, I take great pleasure in saying he was the late Senator John Hines' first and only Senate page. It was a high mark of his life and ours as well. To see him now in his role as Director for City and County Governments for the University of Pittsburgh makes Jim and I so proud of him, and we just take such great pleasure in watching him and seeing him doing so well. So that's my greatest accomplishment. Well, As long as I just, can help someone, I feel good about that. Well, let me just say
2: uh, I've met him and he is a dynamo. I can see why you are so proud of him. Yes. Yeah. Has he been affiliated with the University of
3: Pittsburgh for very long? I think it's been about seven or eight years now that he's wow, been there. Wow, that's good. Time that's flies good. when you're having fun, just like this show. But I think it's been, I think it's been seven or eight years. A Hampton University graduate out of uh, Virginia, but. Like I said, at the age of 16, he was the late Senator John Hines' Senate page. Isn't that um, something? And it was wow. just remarkable.
2: That is something. Well, Doris, uh, first of all, I want to thank you again for what you have done, including people with disabilities. I just think you're the most wonderful person and really great leader for the city of Pittsburgh For all of you done, I'm going to say thank you because you have worked so
3: hard and you've done so much. Thank you, Doris. Well, thank you, Joyce, and I appreciate your having me. It means a lot to me personally, Um, and, you know, I'm always here to support you. Yeah, I know you are.
2: So, Doris, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Get involved.
3: Get involved in trying to... Help to grow the area where, no matter where you live, take an active role. And if someone has a disability, don't look at it as a handicap. Look at it as an opportunity for you to help them grow, and you will grow. As, as a a friend of mine told me years ago, if, if you do well, then I get to do well.
2: Yes. If, if. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. That says it all. If you do well, I do well. Doris, before you go, and I do every show, every show I end with a quote from someone that has impacted the world, impacted America, and I will, when I share this quote, boy, it just fits everything you're saying, but before I do that, one more time, your website.
3: www.aacc WP.com.
2: Okay. I hope you've got that. And we end the show, as I said, with a quote every week and have for the first since, let's see, 12 years ago. We've done it since we started. So how about this quote to fit what Doris is talking about? Everybody can be great because everybody, Anybody can serve. That's right. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need wow. a heart full of grace, a soul generated by love, said the great Martin Luther King, Jr., and that is what it is all about. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters matters